Darren. Yes. On a scale of one to ten, are your teeth fake? <laughs> <laughs> there is no scale, and you're digital. You're <laughs> be honest. Are your teeth fake? Uh, my first, my front four are fake. Your front four or everything? No, your whole, your no, whole mouth? No, no. My front four are beat up fake. How do you get the back, whatever, however They're not? I'm just staring at your mouth right now. Brother. Look, the back ones are. <laughs> how do you, <laughs> how do you get them so white? Because I'm fine like that. I'm just that's the no. I'm being dead me. serious right now. And, and and I'll, this me. is a good question because I think the rest of the country wants to know this. My yeah. teeth are not that white. You are known for your smile. Yeah. And my yeah. mom, like, the first time that I met you, 2015, she's like, "Oh yeah, I know that. She's, he's got a great smile." Yeah. That's the first thing she said. Yeah. I'm fine. Can you? Why can't we just get speaking past to the, the mic, please? Uh, well, <laughs> why can't we just get past the fact that I'm just fine? <laughs> We can't I mean, get past that. Fight. We're about being raw and transparent, and <laughs> I'm trying to give the people some dental hygiene protocol here. Yeah. Okay. So, because your teeth really are the whitest. What is going teeth. on? Well, yeah, that's true. That, that they are, uh, and, and I do a lot too, like bleaching my teeth, and I do a lot. Oh, you well, bleach them? Oh, hell yeah! Do you do like I those do. strips? No, I do. I have like a little capsule the, deal, the where I just, light deal. Yeah. Oh, no, really? No, uh-uh. no, I put them in uh, Willow every Bend, night. Willow Bend Dental. You do a fabulous job. I just want to put you out there. I know they pay paying, for that. They're not paying for yeah, that. They pay for no, that. they're paying job. him. You and I are just not recognizing <laughs> any of that. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for uh, asking. And what is this? Hold on. Is that it? Yeah, that's uh, it. Dude, hey, I'll say this, though. Who, who, who you know, cares? I've, I've got eight fake teeth. Where? You do? Yeah. Like, dang, you didn't do a very good of a job. Uh, I've got eight veneers. Really? Now, now that I really uh-huh. look into your mouth, I uh-huh. can tell. Oh, because you're going from, see, mine are right yeah. there, too. I can go here. You know why? So do they, do they grind that? it down to the nub and then. Bro, the whole process, yes. the process is crazy. Yeah, yes. process really? is wild. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, it's Chicago, and I got to give this guy, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he was up in, like, Fox Lake area, uh-huh. like, North Chicago. And um, we worked out a deal that we would trade. He did my teeth, and give then I'd tickets. give him tickets all season. Oh, wow. And I got traded a week after <laughs> he finished oh, my teeth. Oh, my God. So you didn't give him any. <laughs> no, I still got it for him. I still got him tickets, but I had to go through one of the guys on the team like every week. But it was uh, – tell you, though, it was – you asked my wife. It was one of the – having – teeth that you're like okay i'm not ashamed like to smile i'm not ashamed oh, like, it's a game changer yeah yeah and I mean, it was i had it, some it, snaggle tooth dude i had bad teeth too and then you know my whole life always wanted braces we just couldn't afford braces right mm-hmm. and i've always had that that self you know like you know didn't want to smile mm-hmm. because my teeth are all and then when they when they got broke up pretty bad mm-hmm. and playing like mine were turning different colors so i was hitting I could, well first of all i couldn't wear a mouthpiece why? Because I was making all the damn checks. You know how it is. You have a mouthpiece and you got to take it out and uh, you're talking yeah, and blah, blah. Did they not make the one back. that was like super moldable yeah, they, and you but I, talk? I just never got a good, that didn't come into like the end of my career before then. But you didn't they, do the one where you, a, where you just cut, like you just had like the, the mouthpiece and you cut, cut it, it off, off and it's like an like inch long, <laughs> just right in the front. Wait, did y'all play with face masks when you first started? Oh, Suspension helmets? We in Super Bowls. Yeah, you remember. I don't. I was not alive. But that was a long time ago. You all remember. I know. So you didn't play with a mouthpiece? I had no way I could play with a mouthpiece. Really? I don't think I ever even practiced without a mouthpiece. Honestly, like, I felt it it was like helmet, mouthpiece are the two things that, like, if I didn't. You kind of get a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I I felt naked. Like, the times that, like, I'd go out, like, say, like, my mouthpiece would, like, fall out of my helmet. You know, you tuck it in Uh, your face mask. If I, I mean, I'm naked, like, I can't function. Like, no, 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 guys, stop practice. <laughs> yeah, no. So you never had one of those big ones where nah, you had to, okay. Uh-uh, yeah, nah. I don't know how that people breathe, used to breathe on yeah. things. But no, man, I never had. I just, I try it at the beginning of the season and I always pull them out. Because yeah. I just, I couldn't talk. Because I would have to talk to Dion on one side, Larry Brown on the other. Yeah. You know, the safeties, line, but, you know, linebackers don't remember jack shit. Are anyway. linebackers per capita the dumbest Gotta be, man. No, on the field. D-line. D-line? D-line. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Here's, here's the thing with, with linebackers. Uh, you think of a Mike linebacker, right? They've got to control guys in front of them. they yeah. got to know they got to know what gaps are where, what the adjustments are, how the motions. Your Mike linebacker See, does. Mike does. Be, I, yeah. I agree with you. When Go. I think linebacker, I think the fullback of the defense. Just genius. Run downhill and hit. <laughs> Not genius about that, dude. Just hit people. All right, so you're telling oh, me now, like you look at Sean Lee, 
Luke Kiki. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You look right. at uh, Navarro Bowman. Bowman. Yeah, you yeah. look at. I get the middle line. Wagner, yeah. middle linebacker, middle yeah, linebackers. Right. He's you're making right. calls, making shots. I mean, we play with I play with Dat Wan, who yeah. is spectacular. But you talking about those outside linebackers, bro? They're, and just athletes. Some, oh my hey. God, they can run, hey. do it all, like just yeah. outside themselves. They, but out, getting lined up, shh, yeah. please. Outside backers are like the tight ends of the defense. Just the best athletes oh, running around out there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. no, watch your mouth now. Watch out now. I look. I think the. The, the, the athleticism is there for a lot of the outside backers. I, I've, I've seen the Derek Brooks yeah. of the world. I mean, yeah. there's some guys who are phenomenal. Yeah. But when you go out on that edge on that Autobahn and you watch what those corners do on yeah. every single play. I couldn't play, imagine trying to defend lady. a guy who knows so, what he's doing, and I have zero clue. That is the, by far the most athletic position in football 100%. is a cornerback. He's running backwards 100%. as fast as you're running yeah. forward. I, I yeah. can't argue with that. And you're covering the best on the other side, the best athlete on the other side, who's yeah. normally the wide receiver. So that's that, that's by far, you know, we, it's hard to compare yeah. everything, but it I would is. say pound for pound okay, so outside two, on that There's edge. two lists I want to ask real quick, and I know we're going on a tangent. Ben was like, hey, we're, we're going to get my, into the top. You first but, went on my veneers, and then you went yeah, off I know, on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, most intellectual positions on defense, like rank them top to bottom. Most intellectual? Intellectually res- Responsive, responsive. It's going to be your safety. Okay, your your middle linebacker. <laughs> yeah, one Did you two. Start with safety. You got to. He's the quarterback of the defense, man. The, the calls are coming through me. Is there yeah, a do little you bias? Do you, think that, do you think that depends on the defense? It depends scheme on the, too? It depends on the defensive scheme. It depends on the 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 you know because sometimes the free safety like the best the the smartest player I've ever played with is there's two guys. It was three guys actually. Uh, George Teague is probably the smartest player I've ever been around. Huh. Hmm. At quarterback, doesn't matter what position it was. Yeah. George Teague is the smartest football player ever. Ray Horton is a guy who came in the league and Ray could have coached while he was playing. Yeah. And then, you know, I played with a guy named James Washington. We called him drive by. Thug. Yeah. Like Thug Life. Watts, California. He's my guy. My dude. But you talk about sharp. Like Football IQ, Holy football yeah, IQ really? was phenomenal. Yeah. They talk and, about street smart in the and, move, and, and, and like in smart. during the process, during yeah. the game. He's telling me uh, this is going to happen, and you're like, well, "That's not oh hell, oh it happened." Here it comes. <laughs> so it was Erlacher, Erlacher and Briggs. Oh yeah, like that relationship there. Erlacher, he called he called him uh, Boogie. Uh-huh. Right, is what he called Briggs. And so, boogie, boogie, hey, counter, 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 it's coming. He's literally walking him through what is about to happen. Uh-huh. And, I mean, he was like 90, 95%. Let's say Keekly wow. Keekly was like that, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, okay, so so safety, middle linebacker. Then do you put – It gets a little sketchy from that Then you put, do you put like a, a slot guy? Because I'll say this, like a slot coverage yeah, guy, he's, he's got to understand what safeties where, are doing. Where he's got to understand is. where his help you is. You know what? But then he's also, you know, a, a, a an blitzer. occasional blitzer. Yeah, so he's he, got to understand there. Yeah, and he's dealing with motions. He's yeah. dealing with, you know, the formations and all. Yeah, I, I would put that, that guy in there because he's got to play, you know, he's playing man-to-man. He's playing mm-hmm. zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to know where his help is. I play, I covered the slot. And the one thing I always know is, Where's my help? That's yeah. the first thing I want to know because yeah. I have so much field to cover. Yep. So I got to know where my safety is, if the corner is going to be sitting on something on the outside. But I was like, I was the guy. I wasn't that great of a cover guy in the slot because I was a safety. I wasn't a corner. Mm-hmm. But I always was looking for help yeah. all the time. I would cuss my – Brock Marion, I you know, love, I love Brock. And I always, always look back at Brock and say, where the hell are you going to be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I ain't no way I'm covering Steve Smith for longer than two seconds. It ain't happening. So that that's there's I would say that. I would say maybe a slot corner guy. But then man, look, I don't know how many times like a defensive end, Charles Haley, the highest IQ. Yeah, I was gonna say IQs. defensive end's gotta be in oh, there. Oh man, too. they gotta be in there, man, because because of what they have to deal with as well. Knowing when the counters come yeah. in and you know where yeah. that chip is coming yeah. in. Yeah, what, what, what my leverage has to be, yeah. what my contain is, and then also those are guys too that drop in a coverage every exactly. once in a while, right? If you've yeah. got like a fire zone blitz or something like that, they're dropping back. Like those are the those those guys too are a hybrid, you know, D lineman slash linebacker. Um okay, so Let's just go to least intellectually challenging. 
D-tackle or corner. So you're going down there. You're going down a slippery slope. I'm going to get a ton of emails and texts. You got your damn mind. Uh, it's got to be a toss-up between D-tackles and corners, man. <laughs> because corners just want to keep it simple. Yes. Yeah. They want to keep – because they don't – look – I, and I sort of get it because I mean, I, look, like, I do think, you I like think, do what you're designed and created like, to do? And we're not talking about off the field because off yeah, the yeah. field we're probably all on the same level. But having to know the entirety of the defense, cornerbacks mm-hmm. really don't have to know everything that's taking place mm-hmm. out there. Nor does a D tackle, you know, yep. just beat the guy in front of me and you know know where my gap is and yep. that's it. But a cornerback in, in particular, he's so concerned about. You know, the, the wide receiver that he has match up with. You know, I got a Hopkins this week. Well, damn. In itself, yeah, that's enough. So yeah. I want to keep it really. The, the amount of details. I want to keep it study, really yeah. simple when yeah. he's out there and give yeah. him as much leeway as I possibly can. I'm not. He gets beat on a route. Hey, man, don't, hey, don't worry yeah. about it. We're yeah. good. And he's, you know, and most corners are have amnesia anyway. So yeah. it's like, like yeah. he beat me on that route. Really? <laughs> that didn't really happen. And then they move on to the next yeah. play. But yeah. Yeah, so that's a that's a position, man. Where I just I just have so much respect for for guys in those positions, like a D tackle. He's getting doubled, yeah, all day yeah. long, yeah, by men that are three hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, I'll coming say, down. I'll on. say corner and D tackle are similar in that they're much more focused on the physical opponent that they're playing, oh, yeah. right? Like, so they're looking at keys from the center. They're looking at keys from the guard. Okay, hey, when he changes this alignment, what does that mean? So it's very specific to them, whereas I think schematically, that's where you get safeties, linebackers. Yeah. You got to understand who does what, how the pieces exactly. all fit together. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, like a corner understanding, you know, one week you got Julio Jones, the next week you got Michael Thomas, Thomas. The next week you got Mike Evans, the next week you got DeAndre Hopkins, like yeah. knowing how those guys yeah. do what they do. That's almost like the same feeling of like a left tackle or a right tackle. Yeah. I mean, you don't even – Mark Schlereth says it the best, but but Stink end up saying that, you know, D-lineman, you never hear about – I mean, O-lineman, you never hear about an O-lineman until he gets beat. That's right. You hear his name. I, he's, I could drive a guy 10 yards off the ball, yeah. and we score a touchdown. They will never give me mm-hmm. any love, Mm-mm. but let my ass get beat and John mm-hmm. Elway get, oh, get yeah. sat. Then yep. He's all in the paper. So it's – you know, I don't know. All, all those positions are hard. I, I always felt like all, being an offensive lineman is probably one of the toughest positions as well because so much you have to understand and know. Yeah. Uh, and then and it you're get, playing against the best ath- big athletes yeah. on the opposite side, and yeah. you're trying to protect your quarterback. It's yeah. a lot. That's a huge demand on. Who, yeah. who was the best wide receiver you ever had to go against? Uh, besides Jerry. Besides Jerry. Well, Moss. but was Jerry? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Uh, well, look, Jerry was the one I'm talking about. You personally, personally, that you had to go up against. Uh, Jerry Rice, because yep. I saw him. Man, he used to motion into the slot sometimes, and they would do it just because they looking for their for the matchup. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, "Holy!" Cow. What was so good about him? Because he wasn't super fast. Great route runner, body control, uh, mentally sharp, and every play was a hundred percent. He was blocking. Mm-hmm. He was running a slant route. His slant routes looked like a go route. His go routes looked like a slant. I mean, there was – he was a pure professional. There yeah. wasn't plays off. Mm. And that's the hardest guy to defend because you just – You know always, it's going to be a long He's keeping day. you on your Every toes. Every route looks the same for the first yeah. three or yeah. four yards. But then it takes you out of your game because you're concerned about him. Even if you're in zone, you're concerned about him. And then it takes your mind off of, okay, here's Ricky Waters out of the backfield. And you're like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. now I got to w- wake myself back up. But yeah. he was he was that guy, and they moved him around. Uh, he was the focal point of that that Forty ers offense, and he could always beat you somewhere. And he wasn't a fast guy mm. until you got him on. Yeah, the I think he's only what four yeah. seven something like that. You watch him on film, you're like, oh, he's not that fast. And then you find him on the on the game day, and he's pulling away from everybody. The precision, you know, just, right? The yeah. precision makes a difference, yeah. right? And I'm not comparing, but I'm saying Witten was a guy. When, especially in his prime, that just understood body position, understood routes, he understood leverage, he understood coverages, and how to beat those and where to be. So if you are precise in where you are supposed to be and when you're supposed to be there, it's really hard to yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. They, they just play faster. Wit's, wit at his best was a 4-7 tight end, right? <laughs> 
at, four at, seven. Wait, at his bet at when? combine when, when he trained 20? for four months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that sucker found a way to get over. Hey, always, always. Oh but, my god! But, and that was that was Jerry, you know. Yeah. And whereas like Randy Moss is a guy that you know, obviously he's still a good route runner, unbelievable oh. hands, but he'd run by you. Yeah, yes. just go. Yo, look, yeah. just go. I, it was he, backyard football he, with him. Yeah. Dude was a freak. Yeah, he he was stone cold freak when first, first time i saw him was on film when he was in college and, and mike zimmer was showing me randy moss when he was in college and i was like he'll never do that stuff in the league yeah. that'll never happen when yeah. he comes up to this level and you're watching him on film his first few games and we had to play him on thanksgiving he torched our ass but we're was that the game him. he had like three touchdowns yeah about that was five. my that was the first five touchdowns that was the first game i ever went to and, yeah. and saw live in well, first of all he's pissed off that the cowboys should have drafted him yeah which we didn't which when he was right there we didn't draft him but then mm-hmm. uh i mean, I, change, I, I get a little sensitive about that one man but anyway so we're watching him on film we took place? greg ellis which is a very good that's a know, good pick. player very good yeah. click but uh Something about hey, that you look back. I stuck out a stuck out a wish. Maybe I have another ring on my finger. But anyway, I'm watching him on film, and you're like, "Hey, you can run," but you know, what? And then you start to look at him, and you're like, "He doesn't look that that fast." You know, he's so like, long because he's so long. But then you're watching him against corners that you know can run. Like I'm watching him against corners. I'm like, that are four three dudes, and he's running by them. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy cow!" But then there was a part. You could have him covered, and he would still go up and get the ball. Yeah, like that was the, the part of him that was so different than anyone else at that time. Yeah, is that the you're, he's covered, but he's gonna make a one hand grab, and he had this innate ability. And I wish people could see me on on you know I don't know if they can see me or not, but anyway, if you're yeah. tuning in to be determined if this YouTube if video this YouTube works or not. Video works out. <laughs> but. You would be, you could have him covered, and you'd be right here, and he would run with you. And most wide receivers, when the ball's coming, their eyes get big, and then they turn, and then mm-hmm. the hands. Yeah, coming, you, right? so as a DB, you see the timing. Yeah, I know when to, I know you know when to reach for the hands. Coming, you know yeah. when to reach for the hands. But then this guy, the ball would be in the air, and he's still running full speed. He's just looking. The eyes aren't getting big. The hands aren't there. And then all of a sudden. Boop. Oh my gosh! Huh? I didn't I know mean, that. Just phenomenal. Yeah, he could. I don't know. Ed Reed could 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 find balls. I don't know how yeah. he 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 was like his eye, eye contact and the way he could track a football was unbelievable. Randy Moss is right there, man. He could track a football. Yeah, that's. I mean, and yeah. then he was here. I mean, then you got Calvin Johnson, right? That yeah. he's the guy that too. That okay, not the fastest guy on the planet, but he if, ran a four three eight. Did he? Yeah. He was the Maybe fastest guy on the planet. <laughs> yeah, six four. Yeah. Was he six four? Six five. Let me, six, let me rewind that. Let me rewind that. He, he was be, every he, bit of he Randy. Be, he was Randy he, Moss two point He could be covered, but he's always open. Oh, always open. I mean, there's because no, he just goes in. Yeah. Just so big. Yeah. yeah. So big. you know, I tell you what, the, the one guy that there's two guys that are really, you know, Steve Smith is a guy who doesn't get enough love, man. Yeah. Little bulldog. Oh, man. dude, you talk about I love tenacious. Watching him play. I mean, I, I played against. We got to get him ones, on man. the pod. Oh, he'd be great to get on. But I, I admired this dude, even though he talked so much <laughs> shit during the game. You just admired the way, I, like he's that guy you wish. Okay, I wish he was on my team. Yeah, does he? Want, does I he want good, playing him? Does oh, he yeah. trash he talk stand out to you that he said one time? Because he nah. anything anything oh, yeah. in particular well, stand yeah, out? But it's not. I can't. I don't know. You know what? I don't what do you mean you can't it. say? It? I can say it, man, on a podcast, of course. But then y'all's kids would look at me totally different. But I say, it. but he, it, every word was mf. Yeah, really. Every word was mf. You doubling me all damn day. You know, yo, you better double me. You, do, you better double I me. Mean, he's just walking talking. To you. To, was he just after every you, play? He's walking with you to the sideline. You better double me all day. Was he just after every play, John? After yeah, every, day? every play, and he's as big as that cup. And you're yeah. like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> really? And you like, look really? up, he's got eight catches, eight catches 115 two, uh, yards, 150 yeah. yards or whatnot. Yeah. He was just fun. He runs a reverse. He could play running back, play the slot. If, if, if this dude isn't in the Hall of Fame, where did he go to school? Utah. Was it Utah or Utah State? Something like that. I think it was in Utah. We had to look that up. Yeah, it's I'll crazy. fact check it. Yeah. yeah. But he was dominant by the game. But I, then, you know, as I transitioned out of the game, I worked a couple of Pro Bowls, and I was, you know, I was at the Pro Bowl practice, and I watched Julio Jones yeah. run routes. He's something else, man. He as is. Big, he's that. When you, said, when you said Randy Moss, he's not going to do this. No. To, 
NFL guys. Yeah, he may be doing it in college. He was that guy, too, that yes. was like, there's no way he can replicate Ugh. it. And day one, he came in. Dude, he runs routes like he's 5'9". Julio Jones does? Julio. Julio Jones. And his legs are By the way, Steve Smith, oh, yeah. Steve Smith went to Utah. Good call. Yeah, good, good call. Good call. That's the ESPN days. Uh, but, yeah, he, he was – Julio Jones was phenomenal yeah. to watch because it's so – it was beautiful, man, to see a man that big mm-hmm. run routes like he was, you know, 5'11", 5'10". And yeah. then, you know, another guy I ended up seeing, which I didn't know what the effect was going to be because I was sort of biased to the fact because he was a giant, was yeah. Odell Beckham. Yeah. And, you know, there, and there was so much hype about, you know, Odell. And when I first saw him, I was like, he he's sort of small and yeah. lean and, you know. Man, I don't. I mean, I'd put my hands on him and this and that. <laughs> you know, of course, you're, you know, in yeah. your mind, you're thinking oh, I yeah. can do this. I knew damn well I couldn't cover Julio Jones, right? But I'm putting it in my mind, and then I saw him out at practice run routes. <laughs> I was like, "There's a there's oh, a different dude. burst to him. It's there, just different. He's different, man. Yeah, he he is different than anything I've seen, especially when he's running routes in the slot. Like, there's no way. Yeah." I'll be begging for help to come. I think the athletes now are just so much better. Like, mm. like those, those skill positions, I think they're just so much better now because the, the athlete has changed. And it's not as structured because when, when I played, I came in the league, everything was bigger, in a faster, box. stronger. We were in a plane in a box. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. better be physical and not Could you out. imagine having to guard Julian Edelman? No. No, man. Like that dude Edelman, would put you in a spin cycle. Like, I mean, there's so many guys now that, you know, every team has at least two guys. Yeah. You know, it used to be like one guy per team. Now it's two, three guys that can just – I mean, look at the Cowboys, what they're going to run out there this, this year. Yeah, their they're you know? receivers are salty this Salty. Year. They might have 3,000-yard receivers. Yeah, easily. But, uh, yeah, so it's – I don't know how we got on this subject, man. You guys got me all worked yeah, up on wide receivers and all, but uh, – you still you still don't sleep well at night thinking about wider receivers. No, I do. I do actually. All right, so yeah, I'm fine. Now. I, I do have one last question that, that may be a segue. We're gonna hit pause because Ben's gonna stop me. So before I transition to something, but who was and I don't say talk the most trash, but who is the best trash talker? Michael Irvin. Yeah, I can see that. Michael Irvin. Yeah, hands down. I mean, you know, I talk about all the other wide receivers and stuff. I saw what the best every day in practice, dude. Yeah, every day in practice, it was wasn't the fastest guy. Uh, you know, didn't jump out of the gym or whatnot, but you talk about he was just creative, crea- nasty, <laughs> push you. It was a fight every every single play, and he would will himself to win. Mm-hmm. And when he won, even when he didn't win, he would talk so. I mean, he'd have these one liners, man, that would sting you, and and he'd walk back. But he'd say it in front, make sure he had an audience now. He'd always say, I gotta, he, he got to have an audience. Yeah. He couldn't do it. He was not going to have a one-liner with it and, and waste that on just you. Yeah. It was going to be in front of everybody. Was and, Dion a good trash talker? Oh, man, Dion was – Dion didn't talk a whole lot of trash, man. Really? He, no, he didn't. He, he was – no, he didn't. He, didn't. he wasn't out there just <laughs> – That's surprising. He would talk. He would talk to wide receivers and get them all lined up. You know, you need to be. You know, you should be on that on that on that hash mark. That's where you're supposed too to be below. You gotta route. be too below. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, he'd always walk out there and he'd say, like to us, he talked trash to us uh-huh. about the dude he's about to the face. Yeah. Like I'm about to bless him out there. <laughs> what did what did Ocho you say? Kiss, kiss the baby. <laughs> kiss the baby. <laughs> we gonna kiss the baby today. But, you know, I, I've heard Geno Smith. Of all people, is huh. an unbelievable trash talker. Huh. I don't even know if he's still in the league, but I knew a guy that coached at uh, where did he coach? I think it was at Tech. He coached at Tech when and they'd play West Virginia. Uh-huh. And he said Gino was just hilarious. Was he like pregame just talked so much trash? I didn't but like a- really good. Really yeah. good at because it. it's there's an art to it, right? You, yeah, there is an there's art. There's some guys that. that are horrible. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah there's guys that uh, like Arian Foster. No he used to destroy. Oh, he guys. was good. Well, you know, he's like, poetic. Like, like, yeah, he was. Man, he's was an artistic. Say, guy. That's right. And so he'd say things that literally you're like, I should just quit football altogether. <laughs> like, like eight no words way. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, no way. But then there's guys that that are just like funny too, right? Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Cushing? Cushing was he a, was he a good um, trash talker? No, nah, I mean he was like he was the typical linebacker, stereotypical, yeah. and I, I say meathead, not in a derogatory. He's, term, I feel like he's the guy that he would take it beyond the field. No, 
No? Uh-huh. Surprisingly, no. No, really? not really. Yeah. So because the perception that you have of him on the field and then who he is in the locker room, I mean, it's not like he's a different person, but like he's a, I mean, he's a good dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, have a conversation with, but like he's not that like I'm going to fight you all the time. Like that's not, that's not who he is. Now he turns that switch on on the field and he yeah. was, but you know, like. There you was know, a, you remember when he headbutted that guy without yeah. a helmet on? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was, man, that was, he had... That was rage. He had an image that he also <laughs> was trying to create and uphold at that time. Yeah. I mean, that was just like rookie year. So he's mm. trying to like prove himself at that point. Uh, but no, there's... And then there's like Gerald McCoy is another guy that when he was with the Bucks when oh, we played him, he guys. always... Oh, he was yeah. funny though. Yeah. Like I enjoy those, the ones that, the guys that like, like you have a good time with. Yeah. Um, Warren Sapp, dude. Yeah. Have you ever been... Hey, Warren Sapp... Like got us all out of our game before the game. We were playing here at Texas Stadium, and he ran through our stretch line. And you talk about piss yeah. people. We were like, Muh. and we were out of our game. Oh yeah, out of our. They beat. I mean, it was a close game. They ended up winning the game, but he had us all out. That one, all move, that one you. move, running through our stretch line. What a genius! Took us. It was genius, yeah, man. That, well, that was him, man. But, and would talk trash all day long. You can hear him on the other side. You can't block me. I'm destroying you. <laughs> How big a boy is he? He wasn't that big, man. He was what? He wasn't over three. Warren had to be two. But is he tall? Is he five? What five eleven? No, he's not that tall. Six, oh, really? He's shorter than that. Yeah, yeah. he's he probably like dominant he, like he's that. He's like six. He's like six two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll fact check that again. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, yeah, all right, Ben. So. What do we have next before we transition? Reviews. All right. All right, couple of reviews. I thought we here. weren't doing reviews. Today. Just real quick, just real quick. Uh, he told us that before, yeah. but also, okay. like he said, he well, because y'all he, are gonna understand why we're gonna read the reviews here in a second. All right. Just, just stay tuned. <laughs> First one is from Rivas BG twelve. The subject line: "See ball, hit ball." Thank you for your insightfulness. I must say, this is not a sports talk show. It's way more than that. The balance of casualness and seriousness is perfect. Your podcasts are full of information, and I am currently working my way backwards through your podcast as I am late to the show. There you go, nice. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Next one is from Cowboy Crazy 80. Giants fan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey is the, is the subject line. I really have enjoyed listening to you all and, and, and the stories. I would just... Can you, can I'm guaranteed, this? Can I'm guaranteed to screw up at yeah. least once. Yeah, you are. Come on. <laughs> I will just say keep on doing what you're doing because it's great. Thanks. That's good, man. And then the last review. This is why I wanted to read reviews. You know how y'all pay people uh-huh. all the time to, to write who, reviews about you guys? you pay? I didn't pay this person, but they gave me a shout out. Yeah. Oh, that's the only reason you want you picked this one. You went through all the reviews, and this is the one you grabbed for sure. Go ahead, give it to us. A.G. Meyer, the subject line... Ben Gibbs show. <laughs> He's from Abilene. He's from Abilene. Great stuff, men. Love hearing ideas to improve myself and lessons to pass on to my athletes. So I played with a guy in college named Adam Meyer. He was one of our offensive linemen. I'm assuming that's who that is. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah. he's a coach uh, now. So I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah. Oh, he's that coaching now. Where's yeah, he coaching? I haven't talked to him in 10 years. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, well, thank you. For isn't it crazy, man, knowing like, the, you know, you're getting these reviews and that's all good and man, we appreciate. But how many people, there's probably people that we know that we haven't talked to in so long. Right. Like, don't you ever, you know, wonder. And just judging us. And it's, it, you know, it's different for you two because you, you two haven't been away from the game as long as I have, especially college. Mm. Like, you, you, the longer you separate, separate yourself from those college years, you always want to go back and think, okay, so what happened to, you know, so-and-so that played, yeah. you know, right tackle for us and, you know, those are the things like you lose contact, man. Yeah, and I don't know if you, how you guys feel about that or, you know, again, because you're not so far off uh, as far off as I am. But do you guys ever think about that? Sorry, I missed what you asked. Goodness. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I'll have this conversation Forget with you, Darren. It, yeah. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. No, I, I think it is because there's a lot of guys. I mean, you have the perception of, of who the guys are in college and what yeah. you think they may be. Exactly. And it's interesting to find out where they are end now. Up, right. Yeah. And, yeah. What, and what they're doing. Cause you know, you, you form this opinion of yeah. most guys in a yeah. locker room. And oh, go, yeah. oh, like, when this that dude ain't doing nothing after dude. ball. Hey, you better make the yeah, league. You from this Louisiana <laughs> swamp. That's exactly where you're going back to, to the swamp land. <laughs> I wish I knew who you are talking about. Yeah, it don't, sounds don't really about interesting. It, yeah. I'll it. say that. I'll say this. One of the, I, and I'm not a 
huge, huge social media fan. But like that is one of like from the from the onset, whether it was Facebook, MySpace, back in the day, is like keeping in touch with people uh, yeah. and like seeing what's going on with life, whether it's real or not. Who knows? It likely is not. Right. Uh, but that is one thing. You know, that's we need to have at some point. We need to talk about like face, social media, Facebook, and yeah, oh, all that's a good MySpace. MySpace, you know that. Hey, don't you? Hey, last you episode don't know about MySpace. You, who was on the top ten? That's what I want to know. Your top 10 friends yeah, on MySpace. I don't remember. And then you had a song, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who was my top 10, but that, that caused a lot of controversy. It did, yeah. every time. Yeah. If you got bumped off the top 10, your friends are like, out. Yo, why, what? why am I not in your top 10? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, anyways, all right. So the reason I asked that, that question to Darren about who the best trash talker was is that was as good of a transition as I could think of as far as players talking. But this is a little bit more. That was a horrible transition. (laughs) (laughs) Talking trash. So we want to talk about just because of of all the social issues, and we we addressed it on an earlier episode on on our thoughts on um, celebrating each other's differences. But, you know, football players, baseball players, professional athletes. Basketball. Have have an audience. Basketball. Have an audience. Um, And there's, there's a lot of people on each side of the fence in saying, Hey, you're just an athlete. Shut up and be an athlete. Don't talk about it. And then there's the other side that says, hey, uh, you have a platform. Use it to influence people the right way or how you believe whatever it is. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to break it down today on our opinions. Not that they're right or wrong, uh, but I want to. I I think that we need to talk about this because I think I, I I see a lot of, I see it both ways. Um, and I think that my my firm foundation and belief in this is that we were given a platform for a reason and to make this world a better place and to influence people um, to be to be happier, to be better, uh, to be encouraged and leave this place better than when we left. And that's the platform that we have been given. Like we get as to, athletes, as athletes. Mm. I say we, yeah, athletes, because we get to play a game for a living. Our meaning in life is not to play a game to make good money. That's not what we were created to do. Our, we were created to influence people and make this world better than when we, than we came in. So I say that out the other side of my mouth, I also am a firm believer that if you are an athlete that is going to speak up on a social issue, it's your responsibility to be at least educated in it and have your own opinion. Um, that's where I, I start to have a hard time with some of these athletes that just jump on board because one of the dudes in the locker room said something and now that's their belief. Right. If okay. you're going to speak, just like if you're a politician, just like if you're a business owner, just like if you work at a grocery store, just like if you're a mom, it doesn't matter. If you are going to speak on a topic and you are going to put it out there for social media, internet, doesn't matter, be educated, have an understanding of what it is and why you believe the things you do, not just because you were told it once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I totally agree. If if there's a topic out there that you want to speak on, listen, I don't think anyone should be limited to their voice Mm -hmm. and their platform. And you know, when we start putting limitations on on people, then you, that that's reinforcing what you know what, what the, is the struggle in our country right now. Exactly. I mean, this is a thing, man, and it, this is and this is a slippery slope. We can go down this 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 slippery slope, and I, I can remember a few years ago, there was a, a Fox News reporter. I can't remember her name, but she told LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. a big deal for a little while. Yeah, that was a big deal, and it was a big deal because it wasn't a big deal because LeBron was just black. It was a big deal because they try. She's basically, and and there's a lot of people that are like this. I'm not just saying it's it's just her, but there's a lot of people out there who feel like you need to put athletes in a box, and then put so and so in a box. We want to live in these boxes or place people in these boxes where all they do is play basketball and dribble. Oh no, they those same people. Pay taxes. Yeah. Same people are Americans. Those same people are, 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 start, are voting. Those same people are starting schools around the country mm-hmm. and making a huge difference. Why can't they use their platform 
And you're right, Tyler. If they're informed enough, which I even and that's you know, hey, that's not that's just my opinion. I'd love yeah. for them to be informed before yeah, they be go I, out. And, that's the that, idea. It'd yeah, be right? ideal. But even if they're not, if they have a platform, then speak your mind. That's the that's the beauty of this country. Mm-hmm. That is the beauty of this country because if we're anywhere else, if we're in a, a communist regime or a socialist regime, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, a communist regime, and we can't speak our peace. Yeah. I mean, you ask people in China right now, can they just get up there and speak? Nope. So why take that away from who we are as Americans? That's that's the luxury and that's the love that I have for this company because we country because we can talk. Yeah. And so let's stop placing restrictions on people. Yeah. No, I, you and I had a conversation briefly on this the other day, and, and I'm just going to be full, full honest. My initial reaction to this thought is, yes, I wish athletes would just play. Don't worry about talking, just play. Because, you know, you think about, Darren and I, you and I talked about, you think about when sports were first created, it was a distraction. Right. It was, it was meant for entertainment. Right. It was meant for a distraction. Long ago, however long ago sport was created. Are you entertained? Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. right? So yeah. that, that was the idea. So, you know, you, you get home from work, long day, you get all these stresses, you, you know, you watch the news. I just want to turn on the TV and watch sports. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about anything else. I want the getaway. But what you helped me see, Darren, is that's, such a, that's a pretty selfish mentality, mentality to have. It's uncomfortable to hear other people's opinions, number one, right. if they're different than mine. So that's already uncomfortable. Yep. And then when it comes from an athlete where my box is telling me, hey, they, they, they're here to entertain me and play sports, now all of a sudden they're speaking up, and they're speaking up on sometimes issues that I don't agree with. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very uncomfortable place yeah. to be as a, you know, as a human being when you get kind of pushed and, and, and thought about other, you know, other, other viewpoints than what you have. You know yeah. the, what the real luxury is, too? And I appreciate you saying that. But the, one of the real luxuries we have in this country is if I don't like what so-and-so athlete says on his you know, IG account or on Twitter or whatever, the one thing I can do is turn them off. Mm-hmm. Stop following. Yeah. Nobody's forcing me to follow Mm. No one's forcing me to sit there and listen to what if you don't like the fact that the athletes are now or the NBA, let's for example, if the NBA is out there and they have Black Lives Matter shirt on, you have an option. Yeah. Turn it off. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Yeah. It's just why are we making this so hard yeah. across the board? It's just, you know, we have we have so many options in this country. And, that, and I'm telling you, I go back to that. The luxury that we have is right there. You can make your own decisions. So yes. if you're if you're an athlete and you're a football player uh, and and you feel like you know I'm going to use the platform. I have two million followers on and on Instagram, and I want to use my platform to say whatever it is. Then damn it, you have the right to do mm-hmm. so. Now there could be some ramifications so, that come along. So with that's that. exactly it. There's some ramifications that come, may come along with that, but if you can deal with it. Then so be it. Yeah. I think the responsibility of an athlete is to look at that situation. If Is it more important for me to say what I feel, whether it's controversial or not, or is the sanctity of our team, mm-hmm. right? It, is it what I say and do, is yeah. it going to make enough of an impact to me potentially jeopardizing the team camaraderie, yeah. dividing the locker room, bringing bad, bad press? You are your job is your responsibility is to the ownership of your organization, right. whatever it may be. But again, the freedom aspect of it is if they if they have an educated position and they believe firmly in it, like I believe that look, you can, we can do a lot of good and move a lot of people and influence a lot of people. But you also have to understand that, like you said, there's consequences. Yeah. So is it you put it out what there. What is more important? And if it is more important to share my opinion, do it. Yeah. Please do it. Like, please share it. Because that's, a, like you said, that's the beauty of our country. But if you can't say something and not and, think that fire is not coming back. And not think that yeah, there's, coming there's ramifications of it. Absolutely. Yeah. No matter what your view is on something, there's going to be opposition. Yeah. No matter what it is. That's right. And I, Even it, if you think the majority of people think this way, there's right. going to be an opposite side. That's and, and to what we were saying, because I totally agree. Ideally, you understand what you're talking about mm-hmm. before you speak up. Right. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. But, Darren, this is also something you brought up. 
What about Monday morning in the office when guys are talking Dude, about the game it, it on happens. Sunday? Oh, man. And, and these guys aren't educated in, no. in football and what was going on. They don't know the ins and outs. Of the game. And, and yet they still speak up, voice their – now, it's, does it have the ramifications of other social issues? It doesn't. But the point is – these people are human beings. Mm-hmm. They're living lives. You're a microcosm of society, yeah, man. You, you, and not only, think about the, grow, the growing up. Yeah. You grew up a certain way before you were a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. You have experiences from, from growing up that certain way. So why are you not allowed to voice your opinion on issues yeah. when you've lived a whole life? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's more qualification than that? Than yeah. than your what you lived, what you experienced. Yeah, and I and that's again, you, you've gone through experiences, and there's so many athletes. Look, I can speak from a black male's uh, athlete's point of view. You've gone, I've gone through so many, you know, situations in my life, and you know, some of the times. Look, before I, I used to have, you remember Herm Edwards used to say, "Hey, be careful before you push sin." Yeah. Don't know, press in. Don't press in. You know, <laughs> and that's that's so much truth in that because I know in my mind that there are times where I'm emotional about things. That's the worst time for me to be on yeah. my damn phone. Yeah. Even talking to my wife or having a conversation with anyone. Like if I'm emotional about seriously emotional about something, I, I don't need I don't need to be yeah. around my phone. Yeah. Because I may put something out there mm-hmm. that. That, that, that I'm going to regret the next day. And I think that's the part of it where you see athletes, sometimes they're emotional about things, and you just see it, it's just flying off at yeah. the top. And there it is, and they put it out there, and then here come those ramifications. Here mm-hmm. comes those you know, darts right back at them, and they got to deal with that. But that's, that's the responsibility yeah. you have. That's, that's right. And that's your own responsibility. Well, and for some reason, we take that one blurb, and we characterize that person all. We know everything yeah. about them based mm-hmm. on that one statement. Yeah. Yeah, we, or we think we know. We think we do. Yeah. That's just how social media. We read headlines. We take one, you know, one one quote, and we we draw all of these conclusions off of one thing, and that's why social media is a blessing and a curse because it takes away the ability to sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. You yeah. and I, like I said, I don't know what that is. Like I said before, we had that conversation. I had my mind made up on right. on what direction out, but you and I had a conversation. You gave me viewpoints I hadn't thought about before. And now I'm totally seeing the, the situation differently. Right. That's what we miss with social media. We hear somebody's statement. We assume everything else about them. And we never have a conversation with that person mm-hmm. to get the real reason why they said what they said. Mm. And that's such a problem because then you, you just, you take off with that. You go find other people that have your same viewpoint yeah, and you just build that fire. Mm. Right. And it's such a toxic way to live and, and coexist with people. Because it's That's not so coexisting. True. It's just, I'm going to live this way. I'm going to have my thoughts and I'm only going to. And that's how, again, social media, I, I love social media, but the algorithms are going to show you what you're searching for. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, you're going to find things to back up your opinion, whatever mm-hmm. the opinion that is. Mm-hmm. And you just completely disregard other people's opinions, what everybody else is saying. And you never have a conversation with somebody who has an opposing viewpoint because all of a sudden, because he disagrees with me, he's a bad person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's so, that's such crap. Yeah. <laughs> we just yeah. disagree. It's almost like you, you know, us three, we have our disagreements. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's just like a little piece of, of our lives that we don't agree on. So yeah, we don't, we don't agree on it. There's a lot of things you and I disagree right. on that's probably, right. Right. but we're still just as close as ever because we have a conversation. We have a relationship. Yeah. As opposed to if you had said something on Twitter, I didn't like it. I shot something back. And then now I have this whole perception of what Darren is right. and who he is. Right. You know, the thing, we, you know, we always talk about, too, is like even going into the office, you'll hear on, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks and everyone's on Dak for throwing that interception and you would, <laughs> or, or whatever it may be. Uh, the, your favorite quarterback or whomever it is, you, you sit back there and you just rip on Judge and judge. Judge and, and judge. judge and judge. And you spread that stuff all over the place. You call in the radio stations and Twitter on Twitter and all that. The, one of the things that I've always admired about athletes, and you guys can both contest to this, we have the thickest skin mm. ever because our entire life has been dealt, dealt with criticism. Criticism from the coach, Criticism from the players that you play play with and against. Play, uh, criticism from the reporters who judge you on every single play. Criticism from all the fans who play that Monday morning quarterback. We get it all the time. And I, and I you know, I go back to my wife. Yeah. So I don't know if she wants me to put this out there, but sorry, man. I'm gonna put You're it out there anyway. Keep going. <laughs> but I, I was talking to her about. 
you know, on social media, she was reading something on, on IG and she was talking about uh, someone she knew that was taking a lot of flack for what they had said. They were just getting darts sent to them. And it was a, a girl that was, that was uh, you know, they, I think she was a makeup, does makeup or whatnot. And people were talking negative about her and whatnot. And I said to her, I said, you know what? Welcome to the world of the athlete. Yeah. Or the pol- and the politician. Kid, For how, how long? Yeah. I mean, now you're seeing that open, on social media now. The regular person that's out there is taking on some of the same criticisms that we've taken on for ever imagine okay imagine you're the vp of sales for a company of three thousand people and this is on a smaller scale than the athlete but imagine you go in and give a presentation on friday saturday they send a film performance of your presentation (laughs) i've had this thought before out to the entire company okay imagine the entire world let's just say say the company for this example so everybody you walk in the office monday and 75 percent of the people are talking about your performance yeah. and what you should have done and they would have done this yeah. and they would have that. How would that feel you walking down your office knowing that every single person around you is talking? And to your point about thick skin, that's what athletes literally driving to work. Guess what? They're talking about us on the radio. radio yeah. They're talking about maybe. And here's the deal. like You may not be a Dak. You may not be a Darren Woodson. You may not be as uh, Ezekiel Elliott. But when they're talking about your team, yeah. they're talking about you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so imagine that. Imagine just in that mindset is your entire company just bashes on you Monday and Tuesday morning until that next presentation. They talk about the next presentation, the next presentation that you have exactly. on Friday. You know what I mean? Like that is a unique deal. Yeah. And so with that, right, as an athlete, okay, I I also have this the privilege of doing something that's really cool and reaching all these people and all these people care about what I say, but also, with that privilege is a responsibility that everyone is also going to hear me. Yeah, yeah. Right? You, you, so you what you say, stage. just be aware. Yeah, yeah. Don't just Agreed. say, because you're not that dude in the office yeah. that can talk to his buddy about whatever and talk trash because whatever you say now is amplified to millions of people so just it's an awareness issue not saying you have to do one thing or the other but it's it's an awareness yeah, yeah. and talking about being well versed and understanding what you're speaking up on the reason that's important is because you're so influential as an athlete that many people are just going to take your viewpoint because of who you are mm-hmm. and if it's a divisive viewpoint that can that can do a lot worse than i think that's what gets some people but yeah, but but again, like no, you were talking no, about, no, sometimes no, you got to be no, disruptive. No, 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 you got to be disruptive because, well, not only that, but you know, this is what we talked about the other day, and I'm not going to be political about it. But we have politicians who have the biggest stage in the world who will make divisive statements, but it's oh, you know, it's all right. But you let an athlete. Well, it's it's that, all right to who? It's all right to who? It's what? It's all right to who that they do that. It's not, not all everybody right. thinks it's not okay. Not everybody thinks it's okay, but yeah. it's like, you know, at the same time, man, let's not put, you know, I, look, I, I don't like putting chains on, on people. I don't like putting rules and regulations on, hey, you make sure because you're an athlete, you got to make sure you say the right thing. Because I sit there and watch very smart, intelligent people make decisions on social media, and you're like, why the hell would you say that? Mm. It's not, it, this goes across the board, man. I, the one thing I want to say is that as even though we're athletes, we're just, it's, again, it's a microcosm of society, right? We're just, you know, we're no different than anybody else. We, like you said, Tyler, we play a sport. Mm-hmm. We play a sport. People tune in. You get a following. But we're still the same people yeah. that turns on CNN and Fox News. And, and every day we hear the same stuff that's going on. Yeah, we're it's not dealing like you're with getting extra information. We're getting, <laughs> we're the, we're getting, the, same we're getting the same information that everybody else. the yeah. guy down the street's getting. It's, it's, not, it's nothing different. So, you know, you're going to have a reaction to certain things mm-hmm. and it's going to be the way you feel about it. Just again, just make sure you're informed before you put it out yeah, there. Yeah. Who and, are, and I think the biggest problem people have is when is only when you disagree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you agree with somebody's opinion, then it's not a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, oh, that was a great point. Mm-hmm. Good job, whoever. Yeah. But if I disagree with them, then all of a sudden it's, oh, why is he talking? talking about, Shut yeah, up and dribble. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, exactly. and, and, with, and, with, and say it with, and if you're going to get it out there, have some conviction about it, too. Yeah. Right. Don't just say it because that's what everyone is saying at the time. Right. Look, there's there's we we can go on and on and on about Colin Kaepernick and you can say all this about about Colin. But here's the deal. He made a decision 
and he had conviction about it. Right. And he did, and he has not wavered. Mm-hmm. So there is something to respect about that. It, it is a truth to him, and he st- and he said it with conviction, and he put everything at risk for that. And so, again, I'm not saying I agree, disagree with opinions. All I'm saying is that, like, if you're going to say something, put something out there, don't back out of That's it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't back, don't, yeah, don't, don't back out of it because, because the consequences yeah. came and you yeah. didn't expect them. No, the consequences are coming. Yeah. So if you're going to say it, just know that you're going to have to live with it. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I think as a consumer, just learn to start being okay with different, agree. Opi- differing yeah. opinions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe you don't completely agree with it. Maybe you don't agree with it at all. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, this is America. That's what makes this country so great yeah. is that we can all have different opinions, but we all still live and we're all still working for the same thing. That's right. But when you, when you start taking these opinions and, and like I said, you're, you're chastising the guy for his opinion, mm-hmm. how is that really affecting your day-to-day life? Yeah. So-and-so's right. opinion. Right. Right. It's not it really not. doing anything to, oh. now, obviously if they're trying to spread, you know, let's kill all these oh. people. That's, yeah. that's a, nobody's no. doing that though. Yeah. Right. But yeah. if they're just saying, hey, That's, this is what I've experienced. I, I, I've, I've had some injustices in my mind. Mm-hmm. This uh-huh. is what I've experienced. I would love if we could work. It's not about being, again, this, I, I think this country is, I've lived in another country. This country is better than any country I've ever you right. know, been to. Yeah. That's, that doesn't mean we don't have room for improvement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We got a lot of problems. 100%. That doesn't mean that we can't strive. Yeah, we got that. a lot of problems. Yeah. But I like dealing with those problems. I, yeah. I can deal with these problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, who are some athletes that you feel like have done a good job of using the platform to uh, share their thoughts, opinions, either in the media or to the public, you know, about certain issues. Using I assume by voice. good job, you're saying they're well-educated, informed, because how do you rate good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And, and, and yes, you, you're right. I, I mean, I yeah, think that guys that have taken advantage of the platform, I think of Benjamin Watson. Yeah. I think Benjamin yeah, Watson yeah. is a guy. To- totally agree. But what if somebody has a different viewpoint than Benjamin Watson? They'll but say, that, yeah, oh, it's terrible. But what I'm saying, you're exactly right. But he has taken a convicted stance. He hasn't wavered from what he says. He's educated about it. He is not emotional in his response. Um, but then also, you know, he's a guy that you'll see something will come out and it'll take two or three weeks, but then he'll put, like, he'll write, write it down and he'll put thought to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's someone I think that really does a great he's job. All, you know, look, he's, he's going to be a guy that's going to trans. Yeah. The president of the United <laughs> yeah, States. Yeah, exactly. He'll be I'd a politician. Or he'll, him tomorrow. You know, I don't even know if he's, he does that. He, he, he's going to make a difference somewhere yeah. when he's Agreed. done playing, for 100% sure. Agree. But there's a lot of, I mean, I mean, look, I, there, there's some obvious ones that, you know, that you, you, you sit there and, and listen to, like, I've, I've watched LeBron James mm-hmm. for years grow up as a man. And he was, what, 17, 18 years old 18. when he came in the league. He surrounded himself with guys he grew up with. Uh, was one of the first guys to start taking, don't pay me a fee. I want, I want equity in, yeah. in, 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 yeah. in the business, right? Uh, he's just made some really good professional and on and off the field uh, decisions. I think he is a guy that has a message, but he consults with his team yeah. before he puts – he's very strategic in how he puts out his message. Now he can be emotional after games and say some things sometimes where he's, he's sort of off script, mm-hmm. but his messaging across the board, as far as, you know, and he's really, and, and which I love about him, he's talking to a community. He's mm-hmm. talking to the black community about getting your butt up, working hard. You can, you know, he's setting these, these goals and these expectations for the black community, which I love because that's it's something we need. We need role models. We need positive role models. You know, you're not going to see him doing anything outside of itself. That's negative. He's yeah. not going to get, you know, he's not going to be in jail. He's not doing it. He's got a positive message and especially specifically for the black community. I love how positive he is. Uh, there's another one. Who was I thinking about uh, just the other day? Just I, I lose track of who it was. Um, Really made an impact on you, <laughs> but I think, yeah. I, well, I think look, to your Dion, point, look, Dion, here, here's yeah. another one. You can say what you want about Deion Sanders. I love the fact that he loves the Lord. Yeah, and every day you're going to get a message mm-hmm. from Deion Sanders. However you want to take it, you can talk about how, who he is off mm-hmm. the field, and you know, like him this way. But every day his message is something that I like because he's giving me a message about 
the greatness of what Jesus is. And it's every single day. And it's consistent. It doesn't stop. It's every single day. Just the same way you guys get up and work out in the morning. His workout is he's on fire for the Lord. And I I got to appreciate that's the messaging Mm -hmm. that may not be for everyone else. But it, in my mind, it's yeah. But if, if, even if it's something somebody that they say that you don't agree with, the the principles behind the message, humility, mm-hmm. good leadership, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. That's what I think of when I think of yeah. somebody who does a good job of that. Yeah. Despite what they say, where's it coming from? Yeah. yeah. What's the place? place? What's the yeah. where's yeah. the foundation and of that, that message? And that's exactly right. I think the ones that I look at that have done a great job of it. And I don't even, I'm not even going to use names, but the ones that structure it as a solution, as opposed to just bitching about a problem, Mm, right? There's the guys that come out there and all they do is complain. And then there's this, and then there's that. And, you know, and and it's in a very negative approach. Whereas, okay, the guys, the guys and, and, and women that do a great job are the ones that say, okay, let's collaborate, let's work together, and let's find a solution. And here are some some thoughts about that, right? Where their messaging is not dictated on divisiveness, their messaging is dictated on collaboration and coming together. Yeah, that's that yeah, to me, that, yeah, that yeah. is, those are the effective messages. And if I read something or if I, or I see something, those are the ones that like, I'm not just gonna unfollow or scroll past or whatever. It's like, okay, like, you're taking that next step to say, I'm not just going to identify the problem and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually start to actually dig into it and say, okay, here, here are my thoughts. Like mm-hmm. let's, let's work together. Or even the guys that have a messaging that admit that they're not the, the best part or right. the best person to say it. But like, and I think uh, like coach O when this COVID deal came mm-hmm. out, did you see that interview? No. Like, People were asking him on how to handle COVID. Isn't that so funny? We take just random, yeah, just because they're like, people. and he's, and what he, would you do on fiscal policy? And and his response, <laughs> his response, and only how Coach o goes, ah, I don't know, you know, you're asking a football coach, you know, how to do, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, I respect that. Like, I respect you realize that you do have a platform, and you're not going to put something out there that that is right. ridiculous because mm-hmm. you don't know. That's right. such a good point of. Anybody can point out a problem. That's the easiest thing in the world to do is point out problems. Yeah. But who's going to take the time to really dive in, think about the situation, and, and try to come up with solutions, even if it's not the perfect 100, because you're never going to get a perfect solution. Right. But progress is what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's going to think of ways that we can progress towards the ideal. You're never going to have ideal, but who are the athletes that are speaking up looking for progress towards the ideal? You know, that's a good that – for us, I mean, look – you guys know I'm not much on social media all the time listening think? to <laughs> watching and all but that's that would be I mean just doing our homework on that and figuring out who who's out there that's like really progressive and out there you know making uh or have has solutions out there I mean there there's some there, and I'm man there's some intelligent athletes out there oh, both men and women I yeah. mean I yeah I mean I've heard so many uh you know out in the past but you know I just don't want people to stop or or not so much say discredit, i wouldn't say to stop discredit, discredit yeah. you know athletes for having a voice mm-hmm. that that's that's the problem that i had don't put it don't put people in a box whatever vertical whatever profession you're in don't be don't put people in a box yeah. because don't, don't just feed like that initial reaction yeah. if it's something you disagree with and and i tell myself this this you know all the time if it's something I disagree with, don't feed that initial emotional response. Yes. Which is, oh, that person's an idiot. Right. How could yeah. they think that way? Yeah. Understand where they're coming from. Why would they say something? Maybe it is a bad motive. Because mm-hmm. there are people out there like that that are trying to make money off of whatever. Yeah. That's not for me to judge. Right. Right. Where is this, pl- where is this opinion coming from? Mm-hmm. And if I disagree with it, so what? Yeah. yeah. And you know no what? No big that's, deal. That's not only coming from, you know, that side of it in, in the comments. But that's coming from the athletes and, and whomever reading those comments. Yeah. Don't read the comments. Yeah. yeah. That's don't true. either don't put it out or don't read don't, the comments. Kevin Durant, yeah. if you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, don't fuel the negativity. And yeah. to your point, if you don't like it, stop for a second. Before you make some nasty comment, threaten somebody, whatever it is. They're not an American. Yeah. They're not a patriot. You know? Hey, take a step back. And ask yourself, how is that comment on social media or that comment in a press conference going to affect my life right. today, tomorrow, next week, in a year? It's not. 
So don't react. Don't continue to fuel the negativity because here's the deal is all that does is it perpetuates this this divisive culture that is going on in our country right now. A little bit, right? Like a little bit, a drop in the bucket. As long as it's consistent, that thing's going to fill up. So just be aware, like, Guys, social media is not going to control your life. It's not going to affect if you have a meal on the table that night. It's not going to affect if your kid, you know, goes to college or not. Like, let's realize that it's an opinion. Okay. So let's not overreact. But then also, you know, yes, don't discredit an athlete because they are entitled to their opinion. Opinion. And as long as an athlete recognizes the risk and reward of making that and the reality of making mm-hmm. uh, a statement. Yeah. That hey. goes for anyone. Yeah. That goes for anyone. I mean, you know, the risk reward, you put it out there, here it comes. Yeah. Come back right. at you. Think through it. Yeah. And if you're, if you're in high school oh. uh, and you're posting crazy stuff on social media and you it suddenly make it back. to the league, yeah. it yes. will come back. <laughs> so be careful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. That was an hour boys. That was. You yeah. said it was only going to be 30 minutes. We're going to have a 30 minute well, talk. Then, then Ben be brought it. up the teeth conversation. Yeah, yeah so there you go. Teeth were just mesmerizing. You like it. I think he liked it. You want to kiss me? Can I be in your mouth? <laughs> Wait, okay, right. I'm going to go ahead and wrap oh, this oh, up oh, now. Hey, 